0: Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on any social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy.
1: Welcome to Tigers
0: Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. (sighs) Uh, Womp, womp, womp. TJ, the stashes are gone. March stashmas is over. Mm. The tiger season is over. I'm in a dark, dark place right now. I get it. I'm, I'm in all black. I'm mourning right now. It's, it's not good. And I, I can't get over it. I don't know what's going on with me. It's been, it has been a rough three days.
1: But I'll see where we worse.
0: get even more depressing. Can we just talk about what we're drinking first tonight?
1: Yeah, of course this is, the one thing that's probably going to help cheer us up.
0: It's one of the be better beers in Memphis. Gasoline right or
1: bleach. Here. This is uh, Ghost River Gold Nail. If you haven't had this one, this is kind of one of those OG, triple OGs. Been around for a while. Just a classic. It is a classic. It's fantastic.
0: My can over here is very beat up. I have not had this that long. It seems like I've had it forever. Mm. They changed up their, Gosh, uh, their branding good. a little bit. Yeah, they did. Hey, shout out to the black can while we're in in mourning. I think we can go ahead and call this March sadness.
1: Unfortunately,
0: oh, you were you ain't you ain't lying. T J ain't mm. ever lied. Well, that's not true. You probably that's not true. Yeah, I've lied. Yeah, on this show, you've never lied. That's probably also not true, but we'll go okay. with it. Well, tonight you haven't lied. I hope that's true because we're about a minute and a half in. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Um. All right. Dude, I was so fired up for Friday. Barely Dickinson knocks off Purdue, and I was like, We we are in the sweet sixteen. We're in it already. Although in the back of my mind, I knew I was like, "Okay, now that FDU won and we would be playing a 16 seed, we're probably losing tonight because that would be the exactly. most Memphis. That would be the the most Memphis thing ever, is to have you, the route of a one seed without being a one seed.
1: You would think that at this point we're just numb to it, but it still hurts. It hurts every
0: time. I mean, every Friday time. that was one." One of the most painful Memphis moments I've had in my lifetime. That's fair. My my 32 years of fandom, that is – I mean, that is up there. Let's see. I cried in 90 – well, we beat Tennessee here in 96. I think I – 96. 96. We didn't play them in 98. That was the year they won, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to – it had been like 99, whatever year we played them again at home, I cried. I don't, I don't know that I cried after the national championship game, but I was furious. Um, and recently I don't, I've been like, it's definitely my relationship with Memphis athletics is very unhealthy. It affects my mood. My wife will vouch for that. I didn't sleep on Friday, which is wild. Why am I not able to sleep because of a bunch of college athletic athletes playing in a game that they didn't win? Uh, A little different
1: than me. I did sleep, and my wife said I woke up at like 2 a.m. It was just like, why the hell couldn't
0: we win that game? And then just rolled over and went back to bed. Yeah. TJ in his sleep was having nightmares. (laughs) I don't know what you want from me. I don't know. At least you felt Why was she awake? She couldn't sleep either. I will say this. It was a high-strung game for me, Um, mainly because I knew if we lost, our season was over. I don't watch Mm -hmm. every game that intensely, but uh, basically the whole time, my dog was nervous because I was pacing and huffing and puffing. That makes him very nervous, and Natalie, my wife, hated it. I mean, she said multiple times, this is not fun. I am not enjoying watching this basketball game. And I was like, I'm not enjoying it either because this is extremely high stress. <laughs> um, but so I just, and I don't, it's one of those where I almost, I would have rather just gotten blown out. Absolutely. So, because then you're just like, we didn't show Whatever. up. It wasn't our night. Like you have time, I get, you're sitting there and you're getting blown out and you just you know, it sucks, but you just got beat by a better team that night. Yeah, you can it live was with not with it then. That was not the case Friday. And I know people no. are going to say, don't put yourself in a position where the referees determine the game. But I'm like, the referee should never be in the position to determine the outcome of a game. They are there to control a game and call it fairly. And there were multiple instances the other night that were, they get paid for this. This is their job, and there will probably be zero repercussions for it. Nothing will happen; they'll go on about their lives. But can we talk about all of the blown calls the other night?
1: Uh, Just for preference, I am not one who typically goes at the refs and says like you blew it, like you kind of cost us the game, kind of situation. But some of those, I don't like doing it either. Do it like super questionable. As to how they weren't called to the point where like Dan Wolken is going wild. Like people that aren't oh, typically it was like, all over. fans of Memphis going yes. hard against the ref, saying like you just got screwed, Memphis.
0: Yes, all of national media. It was everywhere talking about how we got mm. screwed. And I will say, when they happen earlier in the game, they're not that big of a deal. So, like, yes, yeah. I was furious about the shot clock review, them hitting. I knew as soon as they Did put you time review on, that. No, you cannot. And they had the rules official come on and say, you cannot review and add time. You can only review a shot clock if the shot was made and the horn goes off to see if it got off in time. So I will say as soon as that happened and they went to go review it and they put .6 on, I literally told my wife they are going to make a shot here and I'm just a heads up, I'm going to be furious about it. (laughs) And then, of course, they drained a freaking fadeaway three in the corner and one, there shouldn't have been time added because to your point, you can't review it. Two, it was out of bounds on them anyway. So it should have been our ball regardless. Now, I will say it did cancel out because not long after that, or maybe it might've been right before it. I can't remember. But they admit their big uh, golden or whatever, big seven footer missed a shot off the front, it hit the backboard and hit the front of the rim. They get the rebound there at the top of the key. Shot clock reset to 20, as it should, because it hit the rim. Ref blows the play dead as soon as FAU shoots a three. They drain the three, wave it off, (laughs) go review it, say, oh, you're right, it hit the rim. The time was correct, inbound the ball. FAU doesn't get any points out of the possession. And I was like, if I was an FAU fan, I'd be really pissed off about that. But it evens out because you were gifted a three on a bogus shot clock. (laughs) So those will say it cancels out.
1: There after are after that of
0: them, dude. I don't even know.
1: Like go ahead. You you seemingly had this list replayed in your head. I'm just after that. The, I can tell you which one sits in my mind. What? The Kendrick three.
0: Oh my god. When he
1: got hurt? Uh, and
0: What's do you the know the story? The do you know the story behind it? I don't know exactly what official it was. Let me look up their names. Uh, I know that's a conspiracy theory. Get that no, out of here. I'm not going. I'm not going with the TWS double thing. Do you know what I'm okay. about to say? <laughs> no, I thought you were going there. I think it's Castle Lee Lee Cassell. Cassell. He was the only other game of ours this year that he refed was at Cincinnati, and you know what happened in that game? The same damn thing where Kendrick shot a three, landed on a defender's foot, and they called a flop technical on us. And you know what happened? He comes out. Lee Cassell at half and says, my bad, I missed it. Shouldn't have been a technical, should have been a flagrant foul for not giving you a landing zone. Literally is refing this game. The same exact thing happened in the no Same paid. Pe-
1: yeah, it, it's, it's such a swing. Not only do you get your three free throws, you also get a tech in the ball back. Like, it's such a pivotal moment in the game, and they just uh, – Yes. Happened. Kendrick's no all around rolling around screaming, and the play just right. continues. And so,
0: why is that not reviewable? You reviewed question. everything else that's not reviewable in the game. <laughs> You're not going to review that? I mean, they uh, were What's the point of the rule? Everything. And I will – look, should Elijah have pushed? No. But they both pushed each other. So why is it not sure. a double technical? And I'm not gonna say that, that that was dumb as hell. We were losing our cool, which yeah, yeah, yeah. leaves a real bad taste in my mouth because we never we didn't see any of that. That and then Katie and Malco getting into it and shoving in the timeout. Yeah, that out. was weird. Very weird. And our buddy Jonathan reminded me of this. Last time you know what happened last time we played in Columbus, Ohio, in the NCAA tournament? No. St. Louis game. Same damn thing happened. Down the stretch. Will Barton and Oh, you're, yeah. I want to say it was Adonis, but don't, Mm. don't don't quote me on that. But it was Barton and somebody got in a shoving match in the huddle in the timeout. And then we ended up losing the game.
1: I am super curious about that. Like, why, why those two?
0: Right. Who, Malco and what was going on? Yeah. Like, what was going on? I don't know. He said something about it in the post-game, I think, just heated them up. And I get that. I know that that happens. I've been on teams where everybody just wants to win. and But, yeah, it was – I don't know. Was it – I think – did you say this? Maybe he called – Kendrick called for a screen and Malco didn't come and then he lands on dude's foot and gets hurt. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. got nothing. It was weird, man. Um, So, yeah, you had the Kendrick three landed on the foot, should have been called. That's three shots and the ball to your point. You had, obviously, and all of those happened, there's still enough time left for you to win the game. You were up when most of those happened anyway. The one that's literally decided the game. The jump ball, yeah. And and everybody's going to point to the turnover from Kendrick. And I'm like, The turnover is irrelevant because Kendrick came back, knocked the ball loose, and we got possession of the ball. Sure. So at that point, his turnover means nothing. They didn't score off of it. Like nothing happened other than an additional 10 seconds ran off the clock, and now it's our ball still up one, and there's only five seconds left. Sure, he made a turnover. It was a dumb cross-court pass, but I think he was you were getting close to a 10-second call. Should he have called? Yeah, he was was
1: pushing the 10 seconds, yeah
0: but he was just trying to get it across to who he thought it was open. I don't think he saw that defender there, but regardless, he made a play to get the ball back. So at that point, that turnover doesn't mean anything. Yeah, That's also like, even if he gets it across and they foul us, like, you don't, I mean, maybe whoever misses both free throws or you make one and then they hit a three, like, you don't, there's a lot of that. The game's extended in that scenario. The turnover happens. He steals the ball back. There's only five seconds left now, and we have the ball up one. But to call that a jump ball was the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen in my life. You had Kendrick and Alex right in front of two officials calling timeout multiple times. And not even that, nobody on Florida Atlantic actually had possession. Like they weren't even touching the basketball. So how is that a jump ball? And why is that not reviewable in <clears throat> literally all the other plays, whatever you have an extended amount of time. You had multiple minutes of game time left. It's not that big of a deal, but when there are five seconds left in a one point game and who in an instant where it's not even a real jump ball, right? It's not a true 50 50. It's literally just going to somebody because it's a possession arrow, which because is the stupidest yeah. rule ever. Like, can we get rid of that? Please make it an actual jump ball, right? Yeah. And I so I looked it up today to figure out why it is a jump ball. And do you know what? So it was a jump. It was a true jump ball up until I think it was 1981 and they changed it. Because it gave the taller, more athletic player an advantage in a jump ball. I'm like, okay, I can see that. But doesn't the taller, more athletic player have an advantage the entire game?
1: Yeah. I was like, I suppose so what? (laughs)
0: What other times do you not have the advantage? Okay, and if that's your concern, (laughs) then why not just change the rule that each coach— Why is there
1: ever a jump ball?
0: Well, or just make it that each coach can pick whoever's on the floor for a jump ball. Then they just pick the two tallest players. It's a 50-50 ball. Like, why are we doing a possession error that's so stupid?
1: I say, pick up some like X XFL rules and make people run like the whole court back and forth. Like basically, remember in like old school XFL where they had to run the forty. I'd even dash prefer
0: just to straight up shoot for it, street ball, do or die <laughs> yeah. in that scenario. Like quick game of pig. Which also brings me to a play that happened about a minute and a half before that when they called a travel on Jaden. Now that was a jump ball, dude. Literally grabbed the ball while he was driving the lane. If you're okay. I thought it was a travel. I know what you're talking about. He grabbed the ball. It could have been called a jump ball. It could have, yeah. I, I agree. mean, if they called the last one a jump ball, then that one was 100% a jump that ball.
1: That one was definitely more of a jump Which ball. Which then so brings me to my next point
0: of if they had called that a jump ball, then the possession arrow would have been ours with five seconds left. But all that to say that the possession arrow is maybe one of the dumbest mm-hmm. things that's in collegiate sports. Just get rid of the arrow. It's dumb. Make it jump balls. And if you don't like the taller player in that scenario having advantage then just allow the coaches to pick two guys to jump for it.
1: I'll tell you what when they made the game winning what turned into the game winning layup I was in my head I was like this is UCF we're just on the other end like we're going to get the ball back and we have zero timeouts we have no time to get down the court and it's just not going to go in our favor and two things why did we use our timeout defensively because they right were there yeah, they were trying to get Kendrick off the court. Wasn't that what was going on there, trying to protect Kendrick in defense?
0: I mean, I guess, but when there's five seconds left, just... I no, I don't think it's a good idea. No, I think I mean, it you just stand out to not be a good idea. The other thing I thought about, I'd have, thrown, I'd have thrown KO in the game, literally, and just stand in front of the rim. I mean, if your whole thing was to not give up a layup, just stick him in the middle of the paint and have him be there as yes. a, a rim protector. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know that I would have done it. That was just something I thought about after, and I was like, "Ko probably could have blocked that shot. And even if he didn't and he got called for a foul, sending yeah, the guy I, to the line for two shots for the win. With that much pressure? Yeah. With two seconds left? Like, uh, I could see him split. I thought about that. I thought about what if Eli just shoved the dude, like whatever, just to give up a wide open lane straight to the rack. Like that was so bad for me. That was one of the
1: worst losses, and I think it's because it was literally just essentially a layup, right? Right at the right at the rim, and you're gonna see that's the end of Alo. That's the end of Kendrick. That's the end of DeAndre. It's just, yeah. We're never seeing these guys again, and that's how it ends. Like, oh, come on. What a bad,
0: bad game to end on. Come on. it And it makes it so much worse that we would be playing Tennessee in Madison Square Garden in the Sweet 16, a team that refuses to play us in the regular season. The stars aligned perfectly. In the mecca of basketball. I was going. I was, we had our stuff booked ready to rock and roll. Uh, I was going to take D Grum. Shout out D Grum's and bring you an 18 pack of Wiseacre. And now it's over. And that's why I have my background. This is what I want to remember this team as not as losing that game. Mm. So frustrating. How do you get over it? How do you get past it? If you're listening in the comments, let us know how you're coping with Friday's loss. Because it's not—I'm not—I think about it like twice an hour, probably. I'm not gonna lie. I've—I've
1: I've transitioned my brain to football season. Like getting out the spring practice the other day, I was like, I—I need, I need this for like mental well-being.
0: I need and to be on this five
1: degree wind.
0: This this is exactly how it set up last year too. And I was stoked. We lost to Gonzaga next day with spring practice. And it was great. I was fine. I felt like we've looked we played a good game. We went at Gonzaga toe for toe, ended up losing by four, whatever. Was happy. This one is just different. Like I'm not a, like I don't know. I just can't turn the page for some reason. I don't know what it is. There's an, it's sticking around too long. There's a number for you to call, I'm sure. There, I, there may be. And if you guys know what that number is, please post it. I can't even enjoy the tournament. The rest of the tournament, ter- no. I can't watch. I've tried. I've not watched a single game. And all I keep thinking about is we should still be playing. I keep seeing all this stuff resurfacing about how we were a dark horse. And metric-wise, we were one of the best teams. We had a real shot. And it's just like... I loved this team. I think I said it at times. I hated this team, but I also loved them a lot. And now it's over. I will say this: like when it's all said and done,
1: like shout out to FAU. I think they had a really good game plan at stopping us in the first half. We
0: had nothing going. It was disgusting. Going. Why were we so settling out, for May. so many for so many Jays?
1: One after another, couldn't get anything inside though.
0: I mean, it it felt like we weren't even trying. We were shooting threes left and right. We were shooting, I can't even count how many one step inside the three point line we shot. The longest two pointers ever. Elijah, love him to death. He played his butt off. But my guy, you made, you came in this game making 10 threes on the year. And you ended up, you shot five in the game. There's no way that that was in the game plan. That anyone on staff was like, you know what, Elijah, let's have you throwing them up from three tonight. Just letting that thing fly. And if you make one good, like, what are we, why were we doing? We should have been up 10, 12 at half, probably. I mean, and I was fortunate
1: that they weren't making shots, honestly. I mean, I
0: think you, you played them perfectly. Like defensively, we played them well. They did not play great. The only thing, really, sure. like them out rebounding us, which is and it wasn't about in, a lot though. In, I mean, they out rebounded us by three. But there were some pretty crucial moments. Yeah, especially down the stretch where they got like three in a row, like wow, the, a okay, six, the six sh- guy, the shot clock possession where they get yeah. the extra. They got, I'm pretty sure, two offensive rebounds on that possession. So it's like if you just grab one of those, you're not in that situation anyway. You know, like, I don't know. I just do not feel like they were a better team. I think Tennessee's going to smoke them. And I think that we could have beaten Tennessee. Like, I think this was a year we legitimately could have made a deep run and it's just like we totally blew it. And it's so depressing.
1: Now, earlier, I said I haven't watched any of the games, so like I've been trying to block it out. Like, oh, I haven't. I as will much as ever. I can,
0: I will not. But watch a highlight. I won't watch anything. We're uh sitting on the couch. My wife was
1: like, "Oh, this FAU FDU game is really good." And I'm like, "Please stop! Like, don't don't say another word." And so she stopped. And like thirty minutes later, she's like, "Oh, FAU won." I'm like, "Can you not like?" And she's like, we the, should be I, happy. The, the team that beats you is going to make it. And I'm like, no, that makes me feel that worse. It just tells me that we could have been
0: there. The only like, thing, and I said that, I think Natalie said something the same. And I was like, no, the only thing that would make me feel slightly better is if FDU had beaten FAU.
1: FDU just smoked everybody.
0: Give me that. They didn't even smoke her If they'd have just beaten FAU, I'd have felt better. And now we're going to have to, they're a conference mate they're gonna bring their whole team back they're gonna be favored to win the conference next year with their whole team their whole sweet 16 squad back I hate it it's too painful it's painful
1: i mean what are we supposed to say on these things you know
0: how are you supposed to I really make a podcast? I really, I really was not looking forward to to doing this. Give me five you seconds. You I gotta, Kenny, Kenny, you're going to have to cut this. I have to pause this. No, no, no. It's been a rough three days, and I'm just going to remember this team as the American Athletic Conference champions. Everything about this season ended two Sundays ago. Leaving it at that. Well, let me ask you this.
1: Oh my gosh. Based off what we know now,
0: would you say this season was a success? I'm going to stick with my answer that I had before, which was even if they lost their first game, it was a success. Because here's the thing. I don't think I would be that Upset. I would still be upset because I feel like the refs handed them a victory, but I don't think I would be taking it so hard if Purdue had beaten FDU because it's still like, Hey, you still got to get by a one seed. I think what's eating me up so much is that we had such a sure path to a sweet 16. And then it's like, once you get there, anything can happen. You know, like Katie and DeAndre didn't play great the other night by any means what were they, 10 of 30 from the field, 2 of 10 from 3. Put up 13 and 16, I think, points-wise. The week before that, they were putting up 70 combined points. So it's like, if you had found a way to pull out that win Friday, you get by FDU, and then you get to the Sweet 16, and you get American Conference Tournament, Katie and DeAndre, it's like, I mean, we could have realistically made, and the East region has blown up. One seed, Purdue, is gone. Two seed, Marquette, is gone. You got Michigan State, who's – I mean, they're playing well, but by all means, they're beatable. Tennessee sure. is beatable. They don't have Ziegler anymore. Yeah, they play great defensively, but they go through 10-minute spurts where they don't score in every game. So it's like Kentucky's gone. I hadn't watched a whole lot Kansas of Kansas State. State, but like there's Get no surefire no sure where they're getting by Michigan State. So it's like we could have – made some real noise. And I think that's the part of it that is making it so difficult to like flip the page on, you know what I mean? Like if Purdue had advanced and we still would have had to go through Purdue, I don't think I would feel that bad. And I would say the season was a success because coming into it, it was essentially like we have Katie and some dudes, Katie, Deandre yeah. and some dudes. Right. So it's like, are they, are they going to make the tournament or are they really more of an NIT team? And they were, a sh- a surefire NCAA team. So it's like, I think it was a success. You got a trophy. Penny has shown that he is a good coach. He gets guys to buy in. They play their best basketball every year down the stretch. You won the conference tournament over Houston, the first one in 10 years. So it's like, yeah, I think it was, it just sucks that it ended the way that it ended. Yeah. I, (laughs)
1: I think I originally said it wouldn't be a success but they won the conference I think that winning the conference part is incredible right we again we haven't done it since 2013 but then to follow up with the first round exit with arguably your best roster at least your best two players you've had in your 5 years here like
0: it's a, it's not great it's not great it um, does it does leave a real multi taste in your mouth and you know know we don't like the malt we don't like the malt I uh I will I think
1: all in all I would still consider it a success but I'm gonna put an asterisk on it
0: because it should have been more I mean you know I'll ask you this are we ever gonna have an easier path to a sweet 16 dude March is so weird I can't it is weird, but dude, I'm saying a 16 that. seed that didn't even actually qualify for the NCAA tournament was you're going to be your round of 32 game. That I don't think that that ever happens ever again. They did not no, win their conference or their conference tournament. They should not have been in any other year. They wouldn't have been in the tournament. And I that did was, see something.
1: I just said, don't like think FDU, you get an easier route ever. I did see something like FDU hasn't beat a top 300 Kimpom team all year or something like that which is wild because there's only 330 teams or something like that I think yeah so like they how the hell did you find that
0: the 30 worst basketball teams it's their conference dude but I will tell you this that is accurate Purdue was their second their're only their second top 300 win all year
1: that is so hard how is that even
0: possible? That so their other their other one was they beat Saint Joseph's in December, who was one ninety one. Every other win, Their next best win outside of that was Texas Southern, who was three hundred four. And what's, that was in the that was Tulsa? in the first the first round. Put it in,
1: put it in perspective.
0: Tulsa. Would be, we finished 20th in Kim Pong. Well, we're 20th right now. It's Tulsa's pretty uh, bad. Tulsa was 316. Yeah. So they so your very whole conference it. is they'd, Tulsa. They had to beat Tulsa. Mm. We had three outside of the top 300. So Tulsa was one at 316. Alabama State at 350. And then Little Rock at 321. That was How high does Kimpo go? The last ranked team in Kimpong is Liu, out of Brooklyn, the Sharks. They were yeah. three and twenty-six, and they are number three sixty-three in Kimpong Okay, so
1: you sixty teams left, not thirty. Excuse me. It's
0: still hella impressive. It is pretty impressive. It's also very, very impressive that they beat Purdue. I mean, that is like—I think statistically, it. it's legitimately the greatest upset in NCAA tournament history.
1: I think anything that makes you kind of raise your eyebrow to the Big Ten
0: because like Purdue is obviously every year, teams, dude. Every smoke the Big Ten for the most part every year. I was I was texting my buddy Matthew who went to Michigan. And I'm like, dude, you guys put in eight, ten teams every year and, like, one, first one makes it out time. of the first <laughs> weekend, and it's always usually Michigan, who's not even in the tournament this year. So, like, this happens every year, where the Big Ten is just, like, the best conference and they beat each other up all year, and then none of them ever advance in March. Who is the best conference, by the way? This is off-topic as hell. I mean, I want I feel like I want to say the Big 12, but if you're going by teams in the S, in the Sweet 16, it's the SEC. I think it's the SEC, you know. The Big 12 is really
1: good. I, I think even their bad teams are still kind of good. And then, like, the SEC, some of the bad teams are just kind of bad,
0: right? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd say the Big 12 still. You know who's not? Good and keeps getting teams in. Uh, Mountain West, (laughs) yeah. Except for, I mean, shout out San Diego State, they're in the Sweet 16. But yeah, they're actually kind of good. I mean, whatever. You got through Charleston and Furman to get to the Sweet 16. Ken Palm seventy one and ninety two, not exactly a gauntlet. We'll see how they do against Bama on Friday. They're probably going to get slaughtered. I Bama think that's the highest I think that's the highest spread of games mm-hmm. in the Sweet 16 is Bama by, I think it's Bama like -10. Well. Um all right, enough with this tournament. It's stupid. We're never going to have an easier path. We blew it. Um I think also last thing on this. I think also why I'm so down is I'm going to be honest with you TJ. I don't have a whole lot of hope like moving forward. What do you mean? We got seven freshmen right now coming in. I don't know exactly who's staying, but I just, I don't know the trajectory. Like, well, I don't know where to go from here. We're gonna have to do some things in the portal for me to feel like next year can be successful. I feel like it, this wasn't the most talented team we've ever had, but it was the best team that Penny's had. Sure. That's and fair. I wish I wish we had had them for more than a. This is also what I don't like about the portal. You just don't get teams for more than a year. Like yeah. the, the great thing about that run under Cal in the 2000s was we had those Larnberg dudes for four years. So you had a run with them. You knew where you were getting back every year. It made it exciting. So that first Elite Eight run, you're like, hell yeah, these dudes are coming back. We're doing it again next year. And now it's like you build momentum. You get to this point, and then you're like, well, I have no idea because we're going to have a totally brand new team next year. Yeah. So I think that's like playing a part of me taking this so hard is because, like, for all I know, we could be a CBI team next year. So let's do this. L- looking at the roster,
1: you get Elijah. He's gone. No eligibility. Uh, Alo gone. Kendrick gone. But Keontae wow. Kennedy. Would you have Keontae Kennedy back?
0: I would bring Keontae back. Absolutely. Uh, Chandler Lawson technically has a year left. Both Lawson. I would bring Keontae and both Lawsons back. I don't know that they want to be back. I think Keontae be back. I don't know about the Lawsons. I don't know if they're happy about how the year went. Their playing time, their roles. I don't know. But I would bring them back. I would bring those three back. Sure. Uh, KO has
1: stated he's going pro. I don't know in He's out of here. What's the goal time. is, but I don't know. Uh, Jamar Young, we've never seen Jamar Young play. I would
0: cut ties. Yeah, I don't. That's just he's me, a though. body. He's a body. Here's the thing, though. Like to me, you got to have guys that have been in the system that sure. are a little old. That's why Keontae, the Lawson's, I want them back. They understand what Penny's looking for. They got to be that leadership to the new guys and the new people coming in. Like you can't just you can't hit reset every year every that's year that's why it, that's why it takes until january the end of january to like Gel. get the team and, yeah. and then to start buying into stuff it's because you have to spend the first part of the year like teaching all these new guys your system and your culture and what you're expecting out of them it's just like i don't want to have to do that every year like every year man give me a core of guys that have been here and just add some to it all right uh Ian Green, yeah,
1: deuces. He hit a three, dude. Yeah, so thank confused. you for your he's service. He's the most confusing dude in the world. Why even? Why did they not redshirt this guy? And they bring uh, him in for like I'll, three games, maybe. I don't
0: think he wanted to redshirt. Yeah. Anyway, I would cut ties. I,
1: I think but I would suggest me. that he finds other opportunities as well. So uh, what uh, does Malco. that leave us with? Malco, Malco, is... and Jaden.
0: Well, I think Jaden's back. I mean, I think he's gonna play with his brother. Do they have a close relationship? Does anybody know that?
1: I mean, they've been on the opposite side of the country from each other. So I like literally have no clue if they're
0: close or not. I don't know. I don't know how close they are, but I think they're close enough that they've said they wanted to play together. I think Jaden has said he wanted to play with him. And it would be cool to play with his brother.
1: I think I expect Jaden to be back. Malcolm, I don't know, and I don't, I don't mean know either. So, like, they wouldn't have him back. I mean that in the sense of like, I, I just don't know. I, I really have no clue. Is there somewhere else where he can get starting center minutes? Or uh,
0: I have no clue. Right. I don't. I also think it probably depends on what you can get out of the portal, which is probably sure. what like we're into now because everybody else is gone. So it's like. To me, if you can get, I don't know, like a Lincoln out of the portal from TCU, mm-hmm. do you bring Malco back to play those? You know, maybe play Lampkin's your starter, and you have Malco to still play those like twelve to fifteen. I mean, he there are times where Malco's very effective. Sure, but he's also just—I feel like he's never been healthy. But that's also very fair. So, like, how much can you rely mm-hmm. on that? So, I don't—that was tough. I feel like it really, yeah. I, again, I think it's like, what can you get out of the portal? If you can get somebody like Eddie Lambkin for TCU, which, what's the story there? Why did? I mean, they were in the tournament. He'd—he announced before they started playing. Like, what happened? Him uh, And Jamie and Dixon a, get into it or something.
1: Yeah. That one's a real weird one because he hit the portal in the middle of the tournament. And then all of a sudden crystal balls are popping up left and right for him to go to Georgetown who doesn't have a coach. They haven't even, I don't even think they have they do officially now.
0: They, announced. I don't oh, even know if they've officially yeah. announced. Well, he it put his house. Yet. He uh, Zillow. Hey, shout out to Zillow breaking college basketball <laughs> coaching search news. Cause, uh, Ed Cooley's head Cooley is up for <laughs> sale, so he is taking the Georgetown job.
1: Okay, but my point is, it's weird that crystal balls are throwing Lampkin no, to Georgetown, and this dude hasn't even formally accepted the job yet and been in It's just weird, but yeah, uh, yeah, Lampkin I think is is a perfect example of someone who Penny should look at bringing in. In theory, like he he is a big body guy. He is a hefty guy. Like if you look at him, he is thick, like thick, like uh, He's what he's 6'11", 265. Dominic Woodson. He's like Dominic Woodson thick. Like he's a big boy. Like he'd have to slim down to run the pace with Penny, but. Can we throw Eddie on the defensive
0: line? That would be efficient. I'd like it. Could be a two-way. He's only a sophomore, too. Um
1: Thinking back, you said Jaden back, Malcolm back, uh, the two Lawson's back. That's it. Four and Kante. Keon, that'd be five. five. Although I don't
0: know that I would. I think you're sitting at four or five back. Maybe it may be three. Hmm. I'll say we got what is it seven
1: freshmen committed?
0: Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and say this right now: it's too many.
1: It's a lot, it's and I know lot, they're not
0: especially. Only five of them are signed. Uh, Tyler's not signed. Tubic. And then David Tubick's not signed. Yeah. If I, I were think... cutting of those seven, Tyler's not one mm. that I would want to cut. I want to. No, him. no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: Tyler's the better, in my opinion, Tyler is the one I, that I would want
0: the I, most yes. out of all of them. I'm probably right there with you. Although I like Carl. Carl. I think he will I think he will be a He's a, big kid. a good four-year-in-the-system mm-hmm. guy. I think Ashton will be serviceable. He can shoot the cover off the ball. I have concerns about Mikey and JJ. I'm just going to throw it out there. I've watched a lot of their games this year. And to me, it feels like they just do everything for the Graham. Highlight reel. I'm talking go watch it. Full court between the leg bounce like throw a a pass between your legs the length of the court that bounces one time i don't like what is that don't ever do that again
1: i'm not we will see right we don't they're know high school kids
0: i get they're it high school
1: kids the coach it. allows them to do that you put them in a in a situation where they're going to have i to want be... some
0: dogs tj every time you that's step fun. on the hardwood i want you to w- want to win the basketball game that's all i'm saying yeah i, I i'm with it i get it we'll Trust see me, i get it it's so the next step. Oh, yeah. Maybe Penny gets them to buy in and they're incredible. But right now I don't feel great about it. All right, so so I, think, I think you need a senior older guard. like you, Not Not necessarily – I'm not saying like to Katie's level where he's putting up 30 against every quad one team. Not common. Not normally out there. But somebody that's been playing at the collegiate level for three or four years – that is a good point guard. I'm talking there's one that is high on my list. Uh, Nick Timberlake.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: He is the Towson guy uh, or whatever. Yeah. But he's averaging like 18, five, and three and a half or something. Last two years, he shot 40.6 from three and then this year 41.6 and that's on six attempts a game two years ago and on seven attempts a game this year
1: okay pretty good i unfortunately i think he is going to be someone who gets a lot of phone calls from a lot of programs oh i'm sure they all will a big guard and he
0: is lights out so we'll we'll see i'm with you though 18-4 18-4 and two and a half, shooting 45% from the field and 41.6% from three and 85% from the free throw line. Where do I sign up? Give it to me. One steal a game, <laughs> only two fouls. Don't care. That's perfect. 6-4,
1: that,
0: I will take him right now. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, I think you,
1: you've already hit my biggest point of what they need to look at. In, in the portal, and it, it's an experienced guard. I, I The freshman could be guard. It could be good. Excuse me. We talked about Tyler. I think Tyler is great. I just don't know if I trust a freshman point guard. I don't.
0: I don't. Yeah. Um. So there's a list out there of players we've already reached out to. Khalif Battle, shooting guard, Temple, six five kid, eighteen points a game, three and a half rebounds, two assists. Would you take Battle? I like Battle. I know I don't think you're a fan, but I like Battle. I don't know that I'm not a fan. I've just heard there could be some more me than we instances with Battle. Hey, if he buys <laughs> in, he's a team baller. Let's roll. I'll take him. Yeah. I, I'm not going to hold that against him because he played on
1: a trash team. Well, they actually weren't that bad, but a, a team where he was severe. I mean, they're okay. they're going to be trash next year. They're going to be trash next year. Yes. But he on a team where he has zero help and it's got to be frustrating. I would start putting up a little bit more me than we at times as well. So like, yeah. I'm not going
0: to. Yeah. So you got battle. You got BJ Mack, six, eight forward from Walford. Seventeen points, six boards. Another one. Uh, Taron Armstrong, six-six point guard from Cal Baptist. Eleven points, four and a half rebs, five assists on the year. Though this kid, he's not a big time scorer. Yeah, he's averaging double digits. Doesn't shoot the ball great. I think he's sitting at like thirty percent from the field or from three. Um, but he is one of the highest ranked guys in the portal right now <laughs> from Australia, if I have that right, but uh, is supposedly an elite level passer. So <laughs> we'll see another kid out true there point guard. that I would take at the guard position. Jameer Nelson Jordan. I mean, junior Jordan. He might as well be Jordan. Who? He's putting up. Jameer Nelson, Jr. <laughs> uh, we've reached out to Langston Wilson from Washington. I'm eh. He averaged two and two. Timberlake yeah, already he, mentioned. Eddie Lampkin we mentioned. And then Amari Abram, six four freshman guard from Ole Miss, which if you're going to get an Ole Miss guard, and I know he's not in the portal yet, but if he gets out there, give me morale. Come on home.
1: You know. You know who we want. He should have been here. He wasn't ever going to come, but he should have been here, right? Should have yeah, been here. Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Then Amari Abram guy, a lot of people are really high on him. And if you look at his stats, I mean, obviously the stats aren't everything, right? It was not a great team at Ole Mess, but like, seems, seems to be the real deal. Again, it's the same argument we made with the freshmen. I don't know if. Saying, "Hey, a sophomore is so much more experienced than a freshman." But give me a junior or senior. Give me someone who's been there before. You know? Yeah.
0: Give me. I give me. Yeah. Give me an older point guard in battle, and I think I'd be good. If you give me like Timberlake in battle, sign me up right now. Timberlake battle and Lampkin. Let's roll. Yeah, I need a big man. Yeah, we're gonna have to get another big man. I don't know how. Let's roll with those. Dude, Darren Armstrong is listed as the second overall in the portal on both 247 and on three.
1: Okay.
0: I think that is Josh
1: Giddy vibes probably because he is the Australian point guard, the big white kid who's six, five ish and just, has good reads with passing the ball, right? He's a yeah. good facilitator. He's not looking to score himself. I mean, you're averaging five he assists. has the wee basketball
0: mindset to him. You're dishing the rock. Uh, uh, Amari Abram is number four on the list. Battle six. Hmm. Timberlake is 10th. Seems too low to me. Should be higher. Uh. BJ Mack 19th. BJ Mack
1: is going to be a dude that, Everyone goes after, by the way. And Lamp, I haven't looked 20, at his 23rd. Let's get this is, uh, BJ Mack. He's the Walford guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Michigan. Who was previously, OSU. do you know where
0: he was before that?
1: Immediately in my head, I say USF because yep. of
0: yep. the old yep. quarterback. Yep. No, that is where he was. Good call. Yeah, you give me you give me two older guards and a big man, and then you add the freshman and keep Keontae and the Lawson's, and I'm ready to roll. We'll see. Penny has delivered, so we're sitting here. I'm worried about it. I don't know what's in front of us, but I think you're gonna you're gonna look up come June, July, and we have we filled out a roster with a lot of talent probably. And the pieces that I I think he under Penny's got an understanding of what he needs and what he wants and what's going to fit with what he's looking for. So I think he's going to get the pieces and and put them together over the next couple of months. It's going to be an interesting spring. And
1: also one thing that hasn't been mentioned is we don't have the, the looming sanctions sitting over us. Right. So you, you don't have that. Get out there. Right. Limitation. Of, yeah. Uh, what's your, well, I don't want to go there if you guys can't play in the tournament kind of thing. Like you don't have any of that.
0: Yeah. That's gone. Get out there and recruit. Um, you know, all right.
1: One thing we what didn't if... talk about on basketball real quickly. Sorry. you probably about to say something about this but i just realized FAU is going to be in our conference next year
0: i already told you they're going to be the favorite they're returning an entire roster of a sweet 16 club yeah but just they, disgusting. Also
1: north texas and uab also joining the pretty good teams
0: which charlotte whatever. yeah
1: north texas and uab jelly is Jelly back for UAB?
0: Uh, I don't think so. I think so either. But yeah, North Texas and UAB is not terrible. That would have North Texas thirty seventh in Kim Palm. Yeah, UAB forty nine. Respectable teams. That's two more Quad One road wins than we would have sure. had, or opportunities than we would have had this season. So yeah, you're we'll, you're losing your cash cow in Houston. But FAU making a Sweet 16. You got us. You're adding North Texas, UAB. Top to bottom, I don't know that it's really gotten much worse. No, I.
1: Truth be told, I UAB. I haven't looked at this. Who's higher at Kempom between UAB and Cincinnati? Oh, UAB. It's UAB, right? Like yeah. you got rid of Cincinnati for UAB. Great. That's an improvement, which sounds
0: weird as hell to say. Oh, no, I was wrong. Cincinnati was one spot ahead of UAB. Oh,
1: stop. Okay, then it's a wash. What about UCF? Where do they fall? They were
0: 53rd, so they were behind UAB and North Texas.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world. I, I think what this does is open the door for Memphis to become the Houston, right? the front runner, the, the, the leader of the clubhouse, if you will, and then – FAU can become the Memphis, and UAB can become the Cincinnati. I I don't know what Charlotte is at 20 and 14. That's not the best of record. Uh, Rice looks to be 19 and 16. That's not great. (laughs) And UTSA surprisingly has a basketball program.
0: At 10 and 22. It's not good. You could have added worse. Charlotte's 113, which isn't. I mean, that's equivalent no, so to, like, Temple. Yeah, that's not so bad. MTSU's 121. So, I mean, the conference say wasn't terrible. I mean, they're not great. They were one-bid the league, but North Texas and UAB were right there. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not, adding, opportunities, you're not yeah. adding the worst teams, at least right now. Does that put in a... a, a an importance on out of conference scheduling, though I think he's understood that, and I think this year gave him sure the insight to what he needed. Like I think you got to kind of try to schedule like that going forward, maybe even a little bit tougher.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like he understands it, right? You you added Vandy. I think it helped you out this year. Alabama. Um, who else was good that was out of conference? A and M turned out to turned out to be pretty good. Auburn was good. He said he's trying to set up Cincinnati. He's trying to set up Houston, but they're scared,
0: obviously. Um, So we've heard possibly Virginia. I think we've reached out. He's talked about Arkansas. Um, So we'll see. I think you've you've got some quality out-of-conference people you're going to be putting on, and then UAB, North Texas, FAU can kind of stay – Headed in the right direction. Yep. You got you got opportunities for quality wins going forward. Uh, all right, let's flip the let's flip the page on the basketball. Like you said, spring football kicked off. You got fifteen practices between now and April twenty first, which will be Friday night stripes at Simmons Bank. TJ, you were out there. At South Campus on Sunday morning. Yep. What were the vibes like?
1: It's good, man. It was actually really cold and really windy. I was going to say, did you have
0: that. Uh, did you have hand warmers? Because it was frigid
1: yesterday. I did not. I did not. My hands were like the one thing that were like really taking a beating. Um, but I try to stay in the sun and kind of like use the little uh, roster that they give you to like kind of block my hands from the wind. But... No, it's great. The vibes are good. Um, Obviously, they're just in the the shells right now. There's no full pads or anything. So kind of is what it is there. You're just kind of getting started. It is week one, so there's not much in terms of what you're going to be able to see or what you're going to hear. Not really much Ryan can say or anyone on the staff can kind of tell you other than like, hey, we're excited to get out here and just kind of give these guys some run. So that part kind of is what it is, right? You don't get to see like... um, any true depth chart battles just yet? Um, which is unfortunate given the, the number of questionable positions that we have open kind of going into this season, but which is it how many exactly? good to get out there? Oh, uh, running back, I think it could be up for interpretation on who you think a starter is there. Left tackle, my boy Sutton. I we're gonna go into it now, okay? Uh, if I think running back is questionable Blake Watson coming over a thousand yard rusher from ODU. He could get some shot in there. He's a speedy guy. Um, I think it's going to be Jay Ducker. If you, if you ask me today who would start, I think Jay, Jay does all the right things for them other than have that little bit of scoot to him that uh, I think they're looking for a running back.
0: Interesting. I'd love to see more Sutton Smith worked in there though. They'll love Sutton. He's just fun, right? It
1: kind of gives some Kenny flashes to him. I just
0: don't. I don't have a whole lot of. uh, I'm not real familiar. I mean, I've seen the numbers. I'm just not real familiar with uh, Watson's abilities, so it's hard for me to really. Looking forward to seeing some of that during the spring, and in the scrimmages they have. But uh, sure, what so a name you haven't mentioned that's back in that room is BT. Yeah.
1: Brandon's great, right? I, I think with Brandon, the one thing that we've run into the past couple of years is his health. You know, he just had the shoulder surgery. Sure. I think it was his labrum. Uh, maybe Kind of a Malco
0: situation.
1: Just exactly. Hasn't like, been
0: able to be healthy. And he
1: was great team player last year, right? He He's a guy that two years ago was starting back. He was leading the country and rushing for a little bit. Kind of gets beat up. The line kind of gets beat up. Things kind of damper down. And then now he's just kind of used sparingly as a goal line back and he seemed to be completely okay with that came in did his part and until he physically couldn't go anymore he's supposed to be back we'll see it you know we'll see how it works out I don't know if he'll stick around I'm not going to push
0: him out of the door by any means he may be happy here with this role I don't know but we'll see um so you mentioned running back what about wide receiver you see any of that we got any speed over there I've heard uh Heard some people talking about we might have we might have gotten a little bit of speed back on the roster this year.
1: Sure. Humsey I, I, I think is the one that you were gonna be aiming
0: at there, right? Uh yeah, I mean I think uh called uh, Seth might have talked about um, him obviously skates is there. I think yeah, you mentioned course. Watson, but I think Seth mentioned Watson too. So maybe somebody that can get out there and catch some passes out of the backfield, make a play, turn a you know a little five yarder into maybe a 25 30 yarder. Um, just sounds like we might have added a little bit more, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, well, come see uh, Busey, those are two off the top of my head. Didn't you say in. Busey
0: was returning some kicks the other day? Yeah, I, they were working a lot of
1: guys back there. Nothing, you know, and not trying to say he's going to be the lead return guy. You know, our boy Kobe was back there uh, returning some sure stuff hands. So, Kobe. yeah, I mean, we can do but yeah, tons of speed guys. I think that's what they're trying to work in. That's maybe something that they were missing last year. You know, Eddie has his burst, but Eddie was more of a very more of a polished route runner. I think yeah. I would say it wasn't really like the breakaway speed guy. Javon, obviously not a breakaway speed guy. Um the deep the deep threat was, was clearly Eddie, or not Eddie Lewis, excuse me, Joe Skates. And that was super obvious, but you don't need just one
0: guy to be that yeah, deep he, threat guy. You really help. need that all over. Yeah. yeah. Uh you see our boy trench baby, trench baby out there. I did see trench baby.
1: He is very large, and the roster has him at 265. And there is no way that he is two sixty five. Ain't so no maybe, way.
0: Maybe not trench baby. Maybe we need trench man.
1: No, he's trench, trench man. He's trench is, beast. That's all. They got him and Josh White backwards or something. I don't know what's going on, but he is every bit of six, four, five, six, five, 300 pounds.
0: No, no, no. my man's thirty five pounds heavier. Yeah, at least of rock a rock solid pounder. All right, I like it. I felt well, I did look over at the D line and they look big. They do look big. Well, we knew they were going to be big. We saw the size coming in. Hashtag beef. Yeah. I mean, on both sides, the how, the, how the O line look. Couldn't
1: see the O line too much. They were on the opposite end uh, from where I was standing. So I didn't get much there. Uh, I could see them down there, but you just kind of see numbers. You know, you can't really make out who's who really. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't see anything on them yet, but we'll get out there this week and see what we can find out. Nice.
0: All right. So several position groups will be watching. Like I said, we got the spring game coming up, April 21st. They'll have a couple of scrimmages in between here and here and there. Um i will ask you this. Is this the year that we Ryan gets it done? Mm. What do you mean by gets it done? I think this is loosely defined by a lot of people. Gets it done. I'll use their expectations. Winning a conference championship. I'm not going to say competing. I'm going to say winning. Um, You feel like the league got significantly more winnable this year?
1: I don't think it got significantly more winnable. Like UTSA is still gonna be pretty good. Yeah, but it's like it's fine. You don't it's not even about that. You could they could run the table. It didn't matter. They could run the table. And you they would just lose table. one conference game and you never even play them. It's just kind of how it works, right? Uh they UTSA is they um uh, quarterback is back for like his fifteenth year. He's good. Trailer is good as the coach. Um, they've seemingly be putting it together. Um, it's famous last words. I'm not that. I'm not that scared of Tulane this year. Like, yes, Pratt is back, but they lost a lot on that defense, and that defense is Players. Yeah, they lost a lot. I, winnable, yes. Long story short, winnable, yes. I, Memphis should absolutely, without question, be in the top three of the American this year. And in terms of a win loss, I don't know where that lands you, right? I, I think preseason I said that we'd be a nine-win team at least. Um, In terms of gets it done, I will say in my definition, gets it done is could he win 10 games and not get fired? Absolutely. I think if he wins 10 games, you're not firing him, even if he doesn't make the conference tournament or conference championship or doesn't win the conference championship. You win 10 games, I have no logic as to why they would fire him. You know?
0: I don't... I, you know, I'm you winning season in a bowl game and I don't think he's getting fired.
1: Okay, look, like, what are we talking about? A nine one season or a 10 one season, even with
0: nine is the one down. Or...
1: That's fine. He wins nine games. They're still not going to fire him.
0: Oh, I agree with you. I, was I, just curious. I think it, I hope more than anything, we win the conference and are in the hunt for the New Year six. Look, I here we are talking about all the position
1: battles. You're replacing a starting left tackle, a starting right tackle. Um, Running back, Tied tight in. end, two wide receivers.
0: All your receivers. Yeah, a defensive all, lineman. All but two of your two linebackers. Back,
1: yeah, two linebackers, your a cornerback, both safeties. Player. Yeah. Like I you're filling in a lot of holes here. Like your kicker my man, your kicker, your punter, like look, we had these high goals, and like we set this bar so high that should he be able to reach him? Yes. He is recruiting. The staff is recruiting at such a high level. They're pulling from the transfer portal. At this point, it should be plug and play. Like, I don't think you can use the, hey, we're young excuse anymore. Because if you're young at this point, that's on you. As In terms of roster management, that's completely on you. But I think they're actually putting together a pretty strong roster. They've pulled in a lot of P5 guys, a lot of transfers. that lot of size. That, um, a lot of size, a lot of guys that can step in and play right away, especially on the defensive side. So for me, I I think that's going to be a pretty talented team. And anything less than nine wins is very disappointing. And I could even be talked into 10 wins as the floor. I know that and that's crazy to say because Boise was hella good last year. That's a nine-one team. Mizzou is an SEC team. You got Temple or not, Temple, Tulane on the roster. Uh, or on the schedule, I'm trying to think of who else there's a stretch there. Um, North Texas was not a gimme game last year like we thought it may be. Austin on, back. Um, will he get the start over uh Grant Canell? Like, who knows? But uh, there's some relatively tough games on the roster. Relatively, now, I'm not going to say outright tough, but you got a lot of holes heading into that, but they'll figure it out.
0: And could be the floor. You might be right. Give me we'll Dub Ditch winning season. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll continue to monitor the position battles and everything going through spring. Um, Teach anything else before we jump into this brew? I don't know. I feel better about the best. I was going to say talking about it. I feel better. I was literally thinking the weight I feel has better. Been lifted. I do feel better. That's weird how talking about things feel it makes you feel better. It's like some, they should tell people that it's like therapy or something. I think they do tell people that. All right, Ghost Golden.
1: What a classic beer! This thing's good.
0: It is good. I hadn't had it in a little bit. But uh, gonna
1: add it to our list, dude. It's a classic black
0: can with gold writing. Got the uh, is this not the? Are they? This is the. We don't know the name of the tree. It's the same tree. Are they doing that on every can? Yeah, it's their. That's their logo. Mm -hmm. That's their thing. For every can, I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, I think they just went with a rebrand of simple, but like you know what it is, well, right? Because even if they took a deduction in points, I'm not. If they took Ghost River off the can and you just saw that tree, you
0: would know exactly who they are.
1: So for care. me, it's smart marketing. I know, Put hey, it
0: as a part of your smaller logo. Don't make every single can of different beer the same thing. Different folks, different strokes. I get it, my man. Yeah, so the, it's a bald cypress. I didn't realize that they had done that. That's a deduction. Gosh, hate it.
1: I don't mind the can. I think it is. I am about to. What did I my do my zip and pippin?
0: Look it up right uh, now. Is that, is that fair for you to tell you that? Oh, I'm deducting points from zip and pippin now that I know Six, that. 6'5 was your. Yeah, was your uh, go 5-8 for <laughs> the can. I. Every can the, for me. There, it's five. This one's five, 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 five. I think you said five eight. Five eight because I like the color better on Zip and Pim. I, I don't like the black and not a big. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I like this one more than I like the Zip and Pipping can.
0: Uh I don't know why, but I just do. Maybe it's because the gold's shiny.
1: I gave. I think it might Zip also Pimpin- be because
0: this can is so beat up. Like it's been transferred in and out of a cooler a hundred times, which isn't pot. Like it's just been sitting in my fridge. It feels like a very, it feels like weaker aluminum than normal. Is this a ball
1: can? No. A what? A ball, the ball
0: company, like the Denver Nuggets arena ball. That's so disappointing. Um, I didn't know that, that they did that with every can.
1: I like it. I like it better than the Zip and Pippen can. I think the colors work. The gold shines. I like it. It's gold. Ghost River. Golden Ale. I gave Zip and Pippen a 6'8. I'll bump this up to a or excuse me. I gave Zip and Pippen a 6'7. And I'll bump this up to a 6'8 just because I appreciate it more aesthetically. Hmm. Different folks, different strokes. That's what I just said. You know, it kind of is what it is.
0: On to the beer, though. Such a good brew, though. Such a good brew. I, You're holding a no-fussed, balanced brew that's ready to go anywhere. May your cooler always be full and your hand never empty. I love a statement. Gosh. It's so drinkable. Very drinkable. I mean, you could have several of these in a row. And for that reason, I'm going 8-2. I wrote an 8-1 on mine.
1: I really like this. I almost said Um,
0: 8-1, but something telepathically told me that you were picking that, so I went 8-2. Okay. Yeah, I to me, it's really good. I could drink
1: a lot of them, Um, and I think it's almost cheating having like the list in front of me because I go back and I'm like, damn, do I like it more than that one? No, I don't like it more than Tiny Bomb, so I got to bring it down a notch. And I think that's probably cheating, and it's altering my score because my original was like an 8-4, and I was like, ooh, that's really close to Tiny Bomb. And I really like Tiny Bomb. So I you dropped it down can't do a that. Little bit. You just got to go. I know. I know. It's it's unfair. I shouldn't have pulled up the spreadsheet. What are you going to do? Pretty good beer. We liked it more than uh, Zip and Pippin overall.
0: Oh, anyway, It's definitely, I think it's better beer than Zip and Pippin. All right, Trey. That's it. All right. Well, Well, that's a wrap on this morning of a Tigers basketball episode. If you guys haven't joined uh, BluffCityMedia.co, join it. Sign up using TJ and Trey. That's all caps. You get 10% off cool merch. You get access to the Discord where you can listen to me and TJ freak out during live games uh, or talk recruiting, schedule updates, whatever. Got all kinds of stuff in there. Grizzlies, 901 FC, Tigers, anything Memphis related. So be sure to go and sign up for that. And we will see you next time. I just want to throw this in here
1: real quickly. If you are someone who often frequents a message board, we are so bad about using the message board. I feel like because we spend so much time in that discord. So if you go to the message board and you just see me talking to myself or Trey and I just chatting back and forth for something that we probably could just text each other for. It's likely because we're in the Discord and
0: that's where everybody's posting. The Discord oh. is greater than the message. I'd agree for sure. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Definitely agree. Sign up if for nothing else, sign up for the Discord. It's great. A lot of good peeps in there. All right. We'll see you next time. Come with the cold beer stay for thought takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.